greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crow's Nest. This is uh, the micro episode that our our main show, Retro Redoxbus, has been putting out for uh, not very long. But uh, um, this is uh, this is another one of those. So we're just kind of getting antsy, being in quarantine, and uh, you know, hopping online and doing some Zencaster, and you know, maybe create some content somebody will want to listen to. Who who knows? With me tonight are uh, two of my of my usual three uh, inky compadres, and uh, I have I have Mr. Nintendo. Oh, hello there. And I have Eight Bit Alchemy. I'm interested in this. Oh, well, you should be. It's yourself. And, uh, you know, but we're not just here to talk about 8-Bit Alchemy. We're also here mainly to talk about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And the reason why um, we're we're doing this, I wanted to uh, to delve into this game. Uh, I know we just recently, you know, during the month of March, we had our big Dorkvania crossover with a bunch of cool shows over at the Dorkening. And that went really well. And we had a lot of fun. So, we, you know, we, we did our Castlevania episode with the main show. And that was actually our second because we did... We did an episode uh, in season one focusing on the main games, and we just talked about the music this last time. But yep. this time I wanted to talk about Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a, ser- a game in the series that I think most mostly everybody has heard of and or knows. And uh, so there's a collection out there right now. And uh, the name, you know, you'd think I would have written down the name. Is, is it Castlevania Requiem? I think that's it is what called it is. Castlevania Requiem Symphony of the Night. Rondo of Blood. <laughs> it's just like the most unnecessarily long name. You like, could have okay, it right. dude. What? Like, just give it a yeah. Just call it Castlevania Requiem and call it a day. Like, like oh, or ooh, like, maybe that's like the bloody. They, they should have called it like the bloody symphony, right? The bloody like, flux, just... right? Like, call it that because at least I would know what it wasn't about. Bloodstained Symphony. That would have been fine. I think that would have, yes. you know, come on. But yeah, so so that collection I was able to pick up for just insanely cheap it was like 4.99 yeah. this one day it was oh on wow nice i got it for i think 10 bucks which was 50 percent mm. off which is still great it was crazy cheap i don't know why it was but i played it on the ps4 and um so yeah i went through both games i went through rondo of blood and um and then i went through symphony and now i have played and beaten both of those games in the past uh, originally I played, you know, like most people on the PS one, played some symphony of the night and definitely, you know, played it to death. Oh um, yeah. And I think, I think all of us have played that game a lot. Yeah. So yep, what yes. I thought would be kind of fun for this crow's nest episode. And the reason that I wanted to do it was I have a lot of old thoughts and now I have all these new thoughts where like, you know, over 20 years have gone by. Right. In between, yeah, because uh, I I almost, literally played almost, it when it came out in the in like ninety seven ninety seven yeah twenty three years, so yeah, it's, it's like unbelievable how much time has gone past. And you know, it's funny because I did pick this up for the uh, the PlayStation three, I think, um, unless it was the PS two, but I think it was the PS three. I had gotten it on the store. And yeah, the PS two didn't never... have a store. Oh oh yeah okay so the PS three I literally didn't play it. I had it. Yeah, <laughs> just I just meant to play it and I never did. So I, uh, um, yeah, I yeah, bought the game on the PlayStation Four, no PlayStation Three digital, same as you. And I did play through it quite a bit. Um, and then when I found out that they were doing the you know the combo pack with Rondo Blood later on, I was like, ah, oh, 
damn it, you know, that's that's definitely the better way to, to go through playing it and whatnot. But it turns out that actually there is merit to owning the, the PlayStation 3 version because that is the exact copy that we experienced on the PlayStation 1. Whereas this version on right. the PS4 combo has some tweaks, some edits, some different dialogue, some different mm-hmm. content entirely. So it's kind of neat to have both. So mm-hmm. the, the what I noticed was uh, all the dialogue has been re-recorded, and I know it wasn't re-recorded for this, but I think it was re-recorded originally for what the PSP version or something. I think that was the first instance of that, which is weird because that PSP version was a secret unlockable inside of the 3D remake to Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's kind of crazy they even bothered to do a re-recording on that because I'm sure plenty right. of people played through that and never even got it. So a lot of the classic lines we've made fun of uh, all these years, including the one you said, I'm interested in this, that's not in there anymore. And, um, and you know, like Die Monster, you don't belong in this world, that's not in there. Uh, now, granted, the dialogue is technically uh, better, but Still there is not. that Mystery Science Theater quality to the old dialogue that we just have, it's endeared itself to us. So it's, it's hard for me to say I like this better, but yeah. at the end of the day, eh. Doesn't make or break the game. The yeah. guy who voices Alucard is a million times better. I mean, the old guy, the old, uh, come on. You know, oh, his, his incredibly deep voice. Oh, oh, I'm interested in this. Like, I don't know. He's, he's just like, he's so bad. And this what's is a PlayStation black This disc. is a PlayStation black disc. It's like his voice is so weirdly deep. Couldn't possibly be more deep. And it just didn't fit him. I never thought it yeah, fit him. Yeah. No. So the new guy's, you know, it, it definitely is, is better. But anyway... And- uh, for those who played uh, the the uh, basically spiritual successor, uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, there is a character in that game voiced by the original vo- voice actor of Alucard, and he's yeah. made to look a lot like Alucard as, you know, an homage, which is super right. fun that they did mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Super fun, Definitely. you know, clearly fan service, you know, to, to the max. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this version does not have that actor. Right. So there are so very many versions of this game. And one one that we haven't mentioned yet was the Sega Saturn version, which was actually called Nocturne in the Moonlight. And to this day, I feel like that's my favorite name of any Castlevania game. Oh, it's such a bummer. It's such a bummer. They wasted it on just this Japanese only version of the game that is essentially always scuttled and forgotten because you cannot tell me people in Japan know this game as Nocturne in the Moonlight. Fuck, no way. This no. is It is Symphony of the Night. That's what took over. The, the world knows it is Symphony of the Night. And uh-huh. it's so funny because if anything, people will say the Japanese version of Symphony of the Night. It's like it's nobody calls it Nocturne in the Moonlight, but it right. had its own name. It had its own cover. It had uh, it had the ability to play as Maria. That was that was exclusive. Yeah. But more importantly, it had the it had extra levels. It had two extra levels per castle. So there was a whole bunch of new stuff to do. There were unique enemies or something like uh, we were just looking at this uh, 8-bit and I on- online. There was like, what, 14 unique enemies yeah, like or something? Yeah, 14 unique enemies that, you know, they they're not just palette swaps like they're right. they're, they're totally pretty, different. New yeah, they're pretty creative and and different and you you even have a a a boss that is only featured in that one i think a boss or two 
um yeah i mean it's just really it makes sense yeah it's it's unreal you know how much content was in that saturn version and it's just bizarre that in all the ways the game has been brought back to modern consoles none of them have ever bothered to have that saturn content in right so so with this version which i guess is the psv psp version or or um, more accurately the japanese like PSP version because it has the fam- has familiars from the Japanese PS1. So, okay, version. so yeah, what we got what we get in this version in Requiem, the new version on PS4 and whatever else, um, that that we didn't have in the original PS1. Yes, yes, there's the different dialogue, but whatever, we can get over that. Uh, as far as new stuff that was added back from Japan, uh, we can now play as Maria, uh, and you can Just play as Maria cute. and Richter from the beginning. Oh wow! They don't. Okay. They oh, don't make cool. you. Yeah. It literally just tells you. It's like just enter Maria or enter Richter, and you can play as them. So you can do it. You can do you know from the beginning if you want. Um, so that's cool. Uh, also, you can um, you can get as as you just alluded to um, two different familiars that were not in the American release of Symphony of the Night originally. Um, they're both incredibly disappointing, and I I think that I can completely understand why they took them out. Uh, one is literally just a second fairy. So <laughs> the regular fairy uh, is blonde and she has a blue dress. This fairy is blonde and has a green dress. They didn't even change her hair color. So hmm. it's literally the same sprite, the exact same graphic, just with a green dress. Just so what's the, what's, what's, the, what's the difference between What's the, two, the difference? The only difference that I can personally tell, because I was trying to figure it out and then i ended up saying screw it i can't tell what's different about them what do they do differently well it turns out that the green fairy gets you in this version being the world in the era of trophies gets you one trophy (laughs) that's all that really does because it it will actually sing a song so i was like i was like looking it up and i'm looking at the trophies because i i did actually have to say i did post this on our group and on twitter i'm very proud of myself i did platinum this game and i've never platinumed any game ever never ever ever this is my first and probably only because it's just not my thing and right. i'm super proud of it so anyway i'm going through the list of trophies and it's like okay there's this one and it's like you know it get it said get the fairy to sing and i'm like okay not thinking that it mattered which fairy which fairy and then i'm look right and then i'm looking on oh and by the way the names of the fairies are both fairy they're just spelled different A-E. the blue one is f a e r y the green one is f a i r y like why wouldn't they just call it something different i think i feel like it was called something different originally like it was the pixie or the sprite? Yeah, that's what I something. thought. Yeah, I thought it was the pixie or the sprite. The pixie and the fairy or something. But anyway, it's like, they did the fucking thing. What did you waste a spot on this? All they needed to do was like, if you wanted another familiar, just use another enemy. They did a couple. They did the bat and they did the ghost. So just have another flying. Give me a Medusa head. Give me what? I, I don't give a shit. Yeah, give me the anything. owl from the owl hey, night. Man. I mean, the owl from the owl night or Gaibon. Would be like my top <laughs> Guy Bond. <laughs> you know, they did actually make Guy Bond a familiar, I want to say, in I thought it was like Order of Ecclesia or, well, or like I think one of the Dawn. DS I ones. Th- my memory I was asking you guys about this and nobody seemed to remember like previously, but my I I think that if you got Guy Bond's soul, he was 
a familiar in Dawn. Of I think Sorrow. I think that's accurate. Yeah. I think I, uh, that's what it was, or maybe you had to upgrade it or something. I don't know. I because in Dawn you ha- you could get multiple versions of the souls and they would upgrade. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's it's a super disappointing thing. But the the thing you got to do is so you got to t- you got to get the green fairy, and then you have to level her up to be at least at level twelve, and then you have to, in this version, just sit in a chair for like three minutes. <laughs> in the original version, you had to get. You actually had to get an item. It was called like the the music book or something, something like that. You had to get this item and it was just like, what does this do? And there's so many like cryptic items in this game that like you don't understand, like so many weapons do stuff you would never ever think of Mm. unless you knew and you heard about it or something. There's no way you'd know what the shield rod does. Like there's so many weird things, but so yeah, Anyway, so you actually had to get this like music box or music book or something and then sit in a chair for three minutes with the green fairy over level 12. <laughs> Somehow you're going to do all that. Oh, and the crazy thing is. And the crazy thing sound- is there's no trophies back then. So that no, was no, literally just right. for like. Just for doing it. For doing just, it. Yep. Yeah. The reward is the doing. And what literally like, why happens. Why does she need to be an entirely different familiar? I don't know. That? Makes no sense. But the, the soundtrack literally fades away and an entire like two minute long song like this beautiful aria comes on and she sings and i'm like i've never heard this when i finally got to do it it was a reward i i I was so incredibly moved hearing the song that i had never heard before in this game that i played for so many hours 20 years ago and then another like probably 15 hours this time and like I don't know. It's it was just really crazy, but yeah, I I never knew about that because we we didn't have that. That was right. taken out. Right, right. But other that than that, there's unreal. like no reason to have two fairies. Wow. You could have just made the regular fairy do that. What what the fuck? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. I mean, even if they didn't think to do that in the in the English version, and then for Japan they go, oh, okay, you know, this is a, a thing that we kind of wanted to put in there extra. Yeah. Why wouldn't they build it into the same? Just the regular fairy. Regular fairy. Yeah. It's so odd. Right. It's bizarre. But yeah, the um, the other one is the nose goblin. And the Nose Goblin, I remember hearing that name and having, you know, conjuring this vision in my head of what was surely the best familiar in the game. And in my head, it was, uh, it was a, it was a Tengu. Which and, makes sense uh, because, because he's got a big, huge nose, and you know, you could call. Well, him yeah, they're sometimes called they're sometimes called that, and they're sometimes called goblins and and stuff. And and you have the two versions of Tengu, like the original. Uh, if you go way back in in Japanese art and stuff, they're usually uh, crow people. And then then at some point they I don't know if it was because of Kabuki theater uh, or what, but at some point they they started to be represented as uh, as more of a man's face. Uh, with a very long like Pinocchio nose, like yeah. a very, very long nose. And that is sort of representative of the beak. Uh, but the face was always red. So in my head, it's like a baboon's ass of the face with a long <laughs> nose. Um, and uh, yeah, so in my head as a kid, I'm like, oh my God, the nose goblin. Fuck, we, we got so screwed. I, I was so mad that we didn't get it. And I'm sure all of us have seen it at this point. He sucks. He, he sucks. absolutely sucks. He's just, they took the devil familiar, which is great. This purple little demon dude, which mm-hmm. is, is, you know, 
my favorite looks wise. I mean, I always use the sword. The sword's kind of been become my favorite, but the uh, the, the devil looks so great. I love him. He's a little, little your little buddy, and um, and they just took the exact sprite and plopped a goofy face on the face that's there. They didn't even change the freaking color of his skin. Like that would have been something like he was purple. Make this one red or whatever. It's like, nope, no, he's still purple. Literally just, he's wearing a stupid mask. So clearly he's supposed to be funny, but it just pisses me off because again, it could have just been any flying enemy and been better. Right. Would have had no, absolutely no effort and and i mean he has like one line of funny dialogue when you first use him he says something goofy and it's funny it's like okay but he never talks again it's not like he's constantly commenting on stuff that would be fun if he then turned it into mystery science theater and he's he's randomly spouting off all these sound clips that would be fun that would be genuinely it would get old but if he's like, right. you know, deadpooling it through through the game or something, at least there would have been something. But there's literally no reason to use him. So just, I I learned that um, the Nose Goblin was supposed to be a reference to some famous Japanese comedian. Okay. Um, apparently that's why he exists at all and why his face looks the way he does. He actually is supposed to look like this person. I don't know if he's Weird. possibly voiced by him. And apparently the alternative fairy... Uh, that sings the song was some uh, Japanese pop star who was relevant at the time. Again, um, it could have been the regular fairy. Like, yeah, just fine. like they yeah. clearly were trying to do something, you know, to tie right. into pop culture, I guess. I, get, I gotcha. Okay. But it's, it's yeah. no, it's a real weird way to do it. Like, it's definitely not, yeah. not making it uh, justified, but I guess that's what they were going for there. Mm. Right. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of what's in the game in this version of the game. You don't get the levels, which is the which is the the huge bummer. Yeah, that would have been better than anything. You know, I, I would have said if you keep got Maria, the Saturn version letters. Yeah, if you leveled. got the if the you know you got the underground garden or whatever it is, and like you know all these the all these things. Jail. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what I would have wanted. Yeah, I mean, it, um, I, I remember playing through the Saturn version as a kid because you know we yeah had, we did own it. We, we did had own it. it yeah, Saturn, but, and hmm. and you know I just for whatever reason had had played it and gone through it and i don't i don't remember if i was aware that there was significant differences like that or if i was just like playing it for the hell of it because why not i'll play through castlevania another time and you Mm -hmm. know i i never actually played through this weird japanese saturn version we have where you can be maria so I, i think what most likely happened was i was playing through it as maria and uh and then ended up getting far enough and stumbling upon a lot of like these new things like the you know the new a couple of the new areas but when you play as maria or richter you don't get any of the equipment or any of like the significant items so when you're alucard like there's so many items there's a spear apparently that's only in the saturn version and uh, there's no the weapon. only spear the in only the game. Spear in the game, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's pretty wild because it's the Alucard spear, which makes sense because it's the main character. But also, for those who know, it's the uh, it's the actual main weapon of Eric Lacard, who was one of the playable characters in Bloodlines. Yeah, right. The, the, uh, the spelling is slightly different, it but it's clear that that's what they were trying to go for. And there right. are, you know, in video games, you know, as Boss Rush likes to say, because <clears throat> video games. Um, right. 
I mean, there, there, there is that kind of thing where, like, sometimes, especially when things are being translated from Japan, uh, you know, spelling's always, uh, you know, a little bit fluid. But right. yeah, so it's clearly supposed to be our Eric Lacard's spear, which is super fun. Wicked. Yeah, wicked cool. Yeah. But um, so I do want to talk about. Uh, I was able to one of my new experiences with this game. I was able to, and I had to for the platinum trophy, beat it with Richter. So I really want to get to that, but I don't want yeah. to start with that. I want to let. Let's talk about. Um, let's talk about the main game of Symphony, the Alucard story. And what I want to do is um, ask you guys, like, what were some of the memorable, like, swords and various equipment that you recall from 23 years ago? Because I definitely didn't remember it all, but I, re- I had certain ones that uh, I definitely did and uh, and stuff. And I also found other swords that I didn't have the first time that I actually had a lot of fun with. Um so that was actually really fun. So, so yeah, um, Nintendo, mm-hmm. do you remember any specific like uh, equipment or anything that you really liked or, uh, or anything was, like that? There was this one weapon that, that comes to mind where uh, he swings it overhead. And as he's swinging it, there's a, you get that blur and there's like a, a word in that blur. Yes. I don't That's, remember the name of that weapon. I don't remember what that message was. I know what it is. I know what it is. What is it? Go for, go for it, 8-Bit. Uh, that's the Rune Sword. Okay. So All that's right. the Rune Sword, and that uh, that is a super rare item, very hard to get, only dropped by a single enemy in the Upside Down Castle way back at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, when you when you swing it, it kind of, like, flies out from your from your character, and you can see very, you know, faintly the word verboten, which is written and it's forbidden in German, which uh, is super cool. Yep. And, yeah, I, I loved that weapon. That was a very yeah, cool weapon. Yeah. There was another one, too, um, where he would uh, – I can't quite explain it. It's like, it's like, it looks like he's using two swords, and it's doing this weird uh, cutting thingy where it looks like two blades are, like, swinging in front of him. And it's doing, like, a weird circular motion. Oh, I, th- I think I know which one. So, so the circular motion – so it looks like it's a – a ball yes in front yeah so that I, there are two swords that do that um i can't remember what the weaker one is the the better one is the yatsutsuna katana okay and that is actually um uh that was what i believe to be the greatest sword in the game when i had that when i played it 23 years ago until uh boss rush mode was like oh you don't have the chrysogrim i'm like well oh, what's the chrysogrim I remember, and, I remember and he's like oh yeah you don't have the best sword in the game. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Yasutsuna Katana uh, is one of the few that lets you walk and slash at the same time, yeah, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Because I have to say that when I first booted this up, it was like really tough for me to get used to the fact that he stops every single time he slashes. Granted, it was like that in the old NES ones, but yeah. I don't it, know. It, like It bred ugh. the uh, the habit which these games have kind of become a little notorious for, like any of these Metroidvanias, which is the jump and attack always uh, mm-hmm. habit, oh, yeah, because yeah. if you're jumping and attacking, you can still keep moving forward. You, you maintain your momentum. But if you just, you know, go to attack while you're walking on the ground, your character pauses. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's also one other reason to do that too. If you, 
if you um, slash your sword, especially like for most of the swords, uh, he has like quite a long recovery before you can swing it again. They're all different depending on what the sword is, but there's a good amount of like there's a second or something second plus maybe where you before you can hit it again. And if you slash it in the air and try to time it so it's, you know, close to being at the end of his jump. So the enemy's there. So you're slashing in the air, but you're hitting the guy. Uh, hit it one more time when he hit, when he gets to the ground. And you, if you time it right, you get a quack, quack. You get like two the, right the in a row. Two. You can hit it because yeah. he doesn't do the recovery animation when he's when he's in the air. So that is another thing that you learn to do. It's like okay, well, I can hit twice if yeah. I do it, do it that way. But yeah, so the Yasutsuno is like a, a ball of like slashes and stuff. And yes. one thing I could, so the the werewolf actually is the one that drops that, and uh, it's really crazy. Uh, it's actually pretty easy to get because even though it's a low, it's a rare item. There is a corridor in in the Colosseum, the upside down Colosseum, where there's tons of werewolves. It is real fucking easy to. You are pretty strong at that point. The werewolves are just not overpowered in that in that room by the time you get to it. And it is just real easy to go back and forth. And there's like four werewolves in, in that one corridor. And you can just, I mean, you kill them. You kill so many so fast that I, I always remembered that that was not as bad as getting some of the other weapons. Now, and it's good, but it's not as powerful and it's not quite... It if I have remember a, correctly, it's a two-handed sword, too. Oh, it's a two-handed sword. Yes. Okay. So that's a bummer. So you have a left hand and a right hand that you can equip different weapons to, unless it's a two-handed sword, and then it just takes up both slots. There's no advantage to it. So it's a it's it's just a big they negative. They typically but, are stronger, um, but they're usually slower. But the Yatsutsuna Katana is Yatsutsuna really fast. Is awesome, yeah. Uh, but its but hitbox yeah. is not as good as the Chrysogrim. So, like, you do have to be closer. And yeah. what, one thing that blew my mind is, um, I don't know why, th there is no other weapon that I could see any graphical change with from the original to this, except the Yasutsuna Katana, which looks like shit now. When you use it, it's not, like, well animated. It's almost like stills of various color sword slashes. It's like, you can count the frames. It's bizarre. Before, originally, Weird. it was like... It was animated nicely. Very fluid, and, yeah. And it was like, you know, this really cool, like, spinning ball of slashes, basically. Now it looks like shit. I don't know what Weird. the fuck happened. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Like, nothing else looks different. I don't know why this does, but it does. Weird. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. But huh. those are two of the be better swords in the game. I mean, the yep. rune sword is, like, huge. Yeah. I remember yeah. originally back on the PlayStation, that was the one that you definitely mentioned to me the most. Parasite Steve was was loving the Rune Sword so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my ultimate pair is nothing nothing really overly original. Just you get the Chrysogrim, and you get that from killing the Schmooze, those weird ghosts in the Upside Down Library. Yep. And uh, you know it does take a while, but as I was telling Eight Bit. The craziest thing happened. Of course, this happened after I got had already gotten it, had already spent like an hour and a half killing like a thousand fucking schmooze. Um, I, there was another time I was just literally walking through the freaking upside down library, minding my own business. I throw the the rune sword, kill two schmooze at once, and they both fucking dropped chrysogrims. Oh my god! So impossible! Im fucking possible! Yeah, that's nuts. Fucking crazy.
So anyway, I, I didn't, you know, you can't use them for anything. One is <laughs> as good you as You have one in each hand. hand. You could. There's no reason. But yeah, I, I do the Chrysogram in one hand and is my main attack. And then I have the Rune Sword. So you really can like, because the Rune Sword goes through walls. It goes so like all the way across the screen. It's just the best combination. Although so I will say. The drop rate for the Chrysogram is one in 588. Oh my God. So if you want to say, what's the chances of that happening two, two at a time, then <laughs> then you're looking at, hold on. Oh my God. Why won't this? Okay, hold on. This is really riveting. Um, one in 345,744. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Unfucking believable. That's some um, shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, 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 oh okay. So God. I get this. So I'll tell, I'll tell the whole story. I was trying to get the duplicator because that was another one of the, um, of the trophies. So the duplicator is the most expensive item in the game. You buy it at the master librarians, uh, little, little store. And, uh, it costs like 500,000 to, to purchase. And yeah. basically the best way to do it is, there's one room in the game that has a $2,000 money bag. And in that room, there's also like another money bag for like 250 bucks. And uh, you just kind of got to go back and forth for like three hours. And eventually yep. you, just, you just have it. It sucks. So this is what happened. So <laughs> I did the thing in the, in the library. I got my extra, my extra Chris Grimm's. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I should really go save this. But I'm like, oh, I'll get a bunch of money first, right? So I'm there and I'm like spending about, about half an hour. I got about 60 grand. And, uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm bored. Let's see if I can do any other of the challenges. So I looked at, I looked at the list and I'm like, all right, well, you know what I can do? I, I can do the one that says successfully eat a peanut, right? So the peanut is one of the very like, <laughs> this is a now, so Joe, Joe, do you remember the peanut item at all? Uh, not really. <laughs> okay. It's just okay. one of the many it's, foods um, in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the description of it just simply says peanut difficult to eat. In parentheses. <laughs> oh, okay. And you're like, what right. the fuck okay, is hard yeah, about yeah, eating yeah. a peanut? So I <laughs> Why never, did they do this? I literally never even tried the peanuts. Ever. Why? I Why bother? Did. The food's not, never not a good way like to the, heal. Right. Who right. cares? Like, I don't, I don't use the fucking food. It's pointless. I'd rather just hold on to it. Like, whatever. Right. Yeah, at least you have the fun descriptions and stuff. So, right. Okay, so it's like, oh, successfully eat a peanut. I'm like, oh, I'll just do that, right? Well, I had five peanuts. So I'm like, all right, I'll use the peanuts. Now, this is after I got the two chrysograms. This is after I get, gained like 60 grand. So I'm like, all right, peanuts. And, and what he does is he flicks it up in the air. He like chucks and it. It's like one white it, pixel. So, so, like, so, so you got so you got to try to eat it that way. You got to like try to yeah. move yourself and so try you got to catch like, it in oh. your mouth. Oh my right. god! So I tried to move underneath it and then nothing happened. I'm like, oh weird. And I tried it like four more times. I'm like, oh that sucks. I, I didn't eat any of the peanuts. I'm like, oh I'm out of peanuts now. Shit. Guess well, I'll go get okay. some more. I'm like, 
Okay, internet, what enemy drops the peanut? So I'm I'm on the I'm on the Castlevania wiki now, right? And I'm looking for this. Okay, the peanut, the peanut. I'm on the page. Okay, the peanut. Oh, it's the peanut. Like, oh, it's a it's difficulty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's food. Yeah, yeah. Well, what fucking drops it? So I'm looking down. It's like, oh, the dropped by uh, uh the gardener, Japanese version only. Yeah, bitch, uh, that's one of the Saturn only enemies. So guess what wow. drops it in the fucking American version? None of them. Predetermined locations yep. where you can just get <laughs> you one. You just pick up <laughs> oh five pe God. peanuts in the game, and that's it. So I wasted all my peanuts, and I just said, well, I won't be able to platinum this game if I don't do the fucking peanut thing. So I guess I got to load my last save before I got 60 grand in those two extra chrysograms. So that's gonna have to load oh, your nuts. No. So that's what oh, I did. God damn. Because it's like, well, either do that damn. or I'm gonna have to play through the whole fucking game again and then wait and get a peanut. And I don't want to. For the sake of the dumbest shit ever. I don't want to oh do that. Oh my god. Like right, it's not right. just like, oh okay, I gotta play through it as as Richter. Okay. No, no, I need to I need to just eat a peanut. Right. But anyway, so uh so eight bit, were there any uh any like certain weapons or various accoutrements that you remember enjoying uh so i definitely loved the chrysogrim uh you know the most back in the day but the one the weapon that always uh sticks out in my mind is being like just such an incredibly unique weapon that existed in you know only one location of the game and i didn't find out about it until years after i had stopped thinking about mm -hmm. symphony of the night and that was the sword of dawn mm. Yes. Um, and the Sword of Dawn, you can only find in one spot. It's basically like right in Dracula's chamber when you flip the castle upside down. You go outside, and one of the columns that are near that staircase there, you can break. And when you break it, you know, the Sword of Dawn is in there. And it's basically, um, you know, a pretty unassuming two-handed sword unless you do a fireball motion. And if you do a fireball motion and you basically do like a Hadouken... Uh, you can summon like a variety of different enemies that will fight alongside you. And you basically like cast, uh, you know, a spell that raises something from the dead. And it can be anything from like a, a swordsman, an archer, um, a whole like armada of like, you know, 20 just regular zombies or regular skeletons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being blown away at how incredibly different this weapon was yeah. and i'm like oh my god like i i didn't know about it until i was reading about various different uh neat weapons on the castlevania dungeon and you know that was definitely in the 2000s and stuff and how i i had to boot up the game and and make sure i go get it and play around with it like i couldn't believe it and i think that's one of the things about this game that just has so much uh you know longevity is that you can play this game and think you know everything about it, and then there's just one more thing you haven't seen. And it's just crazy right. that still you could potentially find something out new. Did, did you ever see that, Joe? Did you ever have the Sword of Dawn? Do you remember this? I don't recall. It, but I can look it up. It's really neat like because, yeah, I mean, there is, I think, like seven or eight different enemies that you can summon. Yes, yeah, some of them are, are rare. Like, they don't show up. They are all unique. They are not like enemies from the game. It's not like you're summoning a skeleton and an axe lord and a Medusa. No, no. These are like you're summoning Sword of Dawn enemies. Characters, yeah. 
it's nuts. It's really, really, really cool. Um, nice. I mean, you know, I wish they would. I, how fun would it be if they you could do a whole entire game around the Sword of Dawn? Literally, do a prequel to the Sword of Dawn. Who are these people? They are that cool. Right. Who are the Dawn Brigade? Where the did the sword brigade. come from? Oh, the Dawn Patrol. <laughs> like, that's what it, it needs to Dom, be. The Dawn Patrol. Oh, I guess that's that is true. <laughs> Perpetual arriving. <laughs> As we sleep, walk off to work. Voila, net, net, net systems check. Um. So yeah, they they pretty much just like show up and do one attack. Like they'll shoot an arrow or you know throw a spell or something like that. But they they are very neat, and it is just like. Wow, what a lot of freaking work to put into the sword, and it's not even that like, is a totally missable sword. So it's not missable. in a it's not in a secret room. Right. It's hidden in a breakable wall, right. like so that I, you just straight up wouldn't ever right. need to hit. I remembered the sword, and I didn't remember where uh. it was. And I I beat the whole game. I I had everything else. I I think I had even platinumed the freaking game. Uh, oh no, 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 that's right. I was down to three trophies left. One of which being you have to beat it with Richter, and like i don't know the duplicator and then it was like this one i didn't you had to you had to use all of the don sort of don enemies at least once uh oh wow i didn't realize that was one of them so that was actually a trophy so i'm like okay well i remember the sort of don but i don't know why i haven't found it and i looked it up it's like oh it's yeah it's on this it's you just break this wall and it doesn't even look like a place you would break it's this massive giant freaking room like you said, it's right outside of where Dracula is, but it's, I mean, it is this humongous, humongous open area. You can fly all through it. It's just huge. And uh, there's just a spot where you can break and there's the Sword of Dawn. Just break a wall. Yeah, it's like, it's like a pillar. Yeah. I'm watching yeah, the video it's a, right it's now. A pillar. It's a pillar that yep. you have to like either do that that super jump or turn to a bat mm-hmm. and shoot fireballs at it just to, just to get it. Yeah. Right, that's, it's really well hidden. It's just so insane, and it's not like, oh, okay, it's just a whatever weapon. It's like, oh my god, no, this is a really cool weapon. You definitely want. Uh, okay, now uh, watching it, yeah, I, I do remember this. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Actually. Really, pretty awesome. Yeah. They're they're like pretty damn super cool. super neat looking. Um, yeah. And but yeah, that one was definitely the big standout for me. I, I just thought it was so, so cool. Um, I mean, any of the other weapons, the one that I always kind of like the concept of a lot is the shield rod, yes. which basically like throughout the game, you get a variety of different shields that like we were saying, like certain weapons are two handed. So if you're using a two handed weapon, you just lose the ability to equip a shield. But any of the one handed swords or, or weapons, you can you can throw a shield onto your offhand. And uh, basically, I mean, it, it never seemed super useful to me to use the shields. Like, there's a couple that have some different effects that are neat. But for the most part, it just felt like, ah, I don't know, I'd rather just either have like a different weapon there or, you know, whatever. Just just not bother right. with the shields. Right. But the shield rod was like a weapon that you could attack with regularly. It was, you know, the staff kind of thing that he would swing out. And uh, if you did a fireball motion with that, I believe it would, depending on what what shield you had equipped in your other hand, it would cast a completely unique spell for each shield. And some of them were insanely powerful. Yeah, they, well, like most there is of some them are really just, cool stuff. Most of them are just buffs. Um, I think the only one that's not a buff is. 
There's one, and it makes like I think all the, the dark shield. Doesn't the dark shield do like a big? Doesn't it do damage or something? Because I know the shield itself hurts them when you when you hold it in front of you. Yeah, the dark but shield. I don't know. I maybe I'm just get, remembering You get that wrong. from the uh, the enemy Malachi, who uh, is clearly supposed to be Cthulhu, but there's a different enemy called Cthulhu who looks like a monkey. So they really just I don't know if they I don't know what the, they the misnamed them. It was it was, was. a. It, it was like an accident. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure because in later Castlevania games, those enemies' names were flipped. Okay. They were corrected. But uh, Cthulhu but yeah. uh, is the Cthulhu-looking enemy, which is named Malachi in Symphony. Is Malachi gives you that, and he also gives you a dark sword. Um, but yeah, the uh, something like that. There is one that's a, that's a, an offensive weapon. Most of them are just buffs, but they're they're cool. Like uh, they're they're just a unique single frame sprite big 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 sprite of something and it kind of like you know appears on the screen in this like squiggly motion and then does cast the spell and then disappears in the same way it's really and that was also the the weapon that if you didn't do a fireball but you did a back forward you could summon the little shields from gradius oh i didn't know that yeah it like it it's just an alternate input and he'll he'll flick the wand and the two like optional shields from Gradius will pop up. Oh my god, that's a, see it's still well, that's, there's that's something cool. that I've never seen. That's like so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, it's just such a neat weapon. I I really liked it and honestly the next time I play through Symphony of the Night, I, I would like to try using that as my main mm-hmm. setup, just because I've never done that before. Um but yeah, very cool. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, another, so, so those are, those are like, we kind of have talked about like weapons that we used at the time. Um, I, I really had a lot of fun, like discovering kind of new weapons that maybe I had, maybe I'd used, but I never used like much. I didn't like go through big sections of the game while using these weapons before. And, uh, there's a, there's a, a sword that I, I had for quite a long time as my secondary sword before, you know, before getting the, uh, the ultimate combination of the, uh, the Chrysogrim and rune sword. Um, uh, it was just the jewel sword and the jewel sword is dropped by something. I can't remember who drops it. Um, but you, you, there is one you can find actually in the game somewhere it's in some room, but, um, it, it's really neat. Uh, it, it has a very high percentage of when you kill an enemy with it, uh, of that enemy dropping a jewel, even when it wasn't supposed to drop a jewel. And, uh, usually it's like, uh, one of the two, uh, less expensive jewels, but basically the only purpose of them is you take them to the master librarian and you sell them. So it's not really helpful for getting like the $500,000 you need to get the damn duplicator. But like mm-hmm. forgetting all the other stuff, it's really helpful. So I found like you know because you can get uh, Joseph's cloak, which is the the <laughs> the, the you know Technicolor dream coat. Um, Nintendo's Technicolor yeah. dream coat, <laughs> right. and uh, that that's just the best cloak because you can change the colors. I mean, you, eventually you pick up the Twilight cloak, which is black and has a red lining, and the red lining glows, and that is so great. But I but both the original time I played this game twenty years ago and this time, I kind of just got sick of it and just wanted to change the color and be my own colors. So I remember like both. What times was the like, one where you? Uh, there's one that's like blue and purple, and when you hold it up, 
uh it like looks translucent yeah yeah there is that the uh the partially invisible cloak or whatever it is i i yeah i, actually, I, I usually i like i wore one. that one for a little while too um but i but the the joseph cloak is actually the second most expensive thing in the in the store and it's 30 grand so it goes from 30 grand to it's like 30 to 500 yeah half a wow. mil yeah, pretty crazy but so the jewel the jewel sword i actually really really enjoyed i thought it was really really cool um so there's another sword that um i was really impressed by this time um it is it, it is dropped by an enemy in the upside down castle and uh if you happen upon it or you get it before you know maybe maybe accidentally drops or whatever because i mean i think at this point the instinct for all players is to just go get the damn chrysogrim you just go to the schmooze you just you just kill him until you get it and that really is the way to go but if you want like a little bit more of a challenge but you want you know uh you know because that's just like you are you are just walking destruction you know that nothing can stand up to you once you have the chrysogrim um but if you you know you want a good sword uh that has you know retains a little bit of the original gameplay where he's stopping or he's he's slashing and it's not as powerful there is a really freaking cool sword that i just do not remember if i had it or if i did have it i certainly didn't really use it it's called uh marcel and uh it is a fire sword that is dropped by the flame demon and the flame demon is this uh, what's that Marcel, Marcel, I I don't know this. Marcel, oh Marcel, yeah, no. uh, it's, it's uh, named for some like many things in this game. Um, it's named, I think it's named for Lord of the Rings or something. Oh no, no, apparently it's. Oh yeah, yeah. So they said that it's it's probably <laughs> named Marcel as a uh, slightly misspelled version of Narsil with an N, which is the shattered sword in Lord of the Rings. That's kept like in Rivendell, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's in the beginning of 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 the movies. We see Isildur uh, slice off the fingers of of Sauron with uh with with that sword, but but it also explodes. Um. But anyway, so and it's kind of kept as an heirloom. But so they're saying it's actually a reference to that. But um, at least according to the uh, the wiki, the Castlevania wiki. Um, but yeah, so that's it's neat. really really cool. It when he when he slashes it normally. Um, it looks really neat. It's, it's got this cool fire effect. It's very strong. Um, also, uh, you can do, I think it's either a back forward or a, a fireball motion. And, uh, it, it really has a cool looking like fire explosion kind of goes in like an X motion where fire kind of explodes in four directions, like an X. And it is just badass. I got, I got to say like, it was a really cool sword and I really just never gave it the time of day, or maybe I just never had it, but the flame demon is this very tall, uh, green guy. He's in the upside down castle. I, I think he's really cool looking like he's handsome as hell. He's cool. Like it's another, it's another one of those enemies that I feel like just like some of the, some of the swords, I feel like I didn't give the time of day to. There's certain enemies you just kind of blow right past. And I don't know. I remember this guy, but I don't know. I looking at him again. He's really cool. He's re reptilian. He's got two little forward pointing horns. He's mainly green and uh, he's very unique looking. He's just a very, very unique looking monster. And uh, I don't think I ever bothered to like wait five seconds for him to do his move. I don't think I ever saw it. Like I always would just at that point, just blow right past him, kill him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done and I'm through it. But like he does this cool thing and he like, 
he he actually takes a big breath and he blows this like massive, massive, massive like blast of fire and it explodes on the ground and makes a huge fire pillar. It's super awesome. Like just just give the guy a second and he'll, he'll actually do this cool thing. Anyway, and he drops the fire shield, which I definitely remember had it, having, and he also drops mm. Marcel. So I actually ended up getting both of those from this guy. But pretty cool enemy. Um and uh definitely a really neat sword to to check out if you haven't bothered to uh to farm the fire demon. Uh um, he's also one of the, one of the demon things in Japan, but he's just fire demon. <laughs> one of the things I think that I want to I want to mention is uh there's there's a weapon that I never really played the game with because it didn't seem it didn't seem really that fun to use because there are uh, a class of weapons you can get that are just uh, knuckles. Yes. They're basically just, you know, the the unarmed fist weapon. And you actually start the game with a pretty like decent setup of weapons before death uh, steals all of your good items from you at the beginning there. Um, and when he does that, you're unarmed and you're really weak uh, and they give you a couple of swords really quickly and most people probably never bothered to go back to using unarmed combat like myself. And um, Unarmed combat! Unarmed combat! Turtle combat! Um, so there is, there is a room that is located on the castle's outer wall which is uh, basically it's blocked by a gateway that you need to be able to transform into mist in order to get in. Yes. Uh, and so basically this room has two items in it, both of which uh, if you go into this room, once you have mist form are fairly underwhelming. These are um, the two items are the jewel knuckles and the mirror curious. And those it's a, it's a fist weapon that has very high attack for for any of those, you know, the knuckle weapons, because typically they're just not strong. They're fast, but they're not that strong and you don't have much range. So, like, you're never going to use them. Yep. Uh, and then the, the suit of armor is a fine suit of armor, but you probably have better by that point. So it always felt like a really bizarre, pointless room to me. Uh, but there is a secret where... If you if you actually go to that room at the beginning of the game, uh, right above it, there is a uh, one of the purple armor knights that like stabs like really rapidly with yeah, a sword, a, and he uh, shoots like fire yeah, at a, the ground. It's a guardian. Uh, yeah. Okay. The guardian. Um, so he's like a super difficult enemy for that time in the game. Yes. Like he, basically, if you get hit by one or two of his attacks, you are dead. And he's you the only one in the in the right arrival. side up castle. Yeah, like he's an enemy for later in the game. Like he is, you know, not something you're supposed to fight. So a lot of people probably fought him and said, oh, fuck this and just bounced. Uh, but if you manage to defeat him or manage to, uh, you know, get hit and, and, you know, have your character bounce through him, um, which is typically what I did, um, you actually are rewarded with a room full of absolutely fucking nothing. Right. It is literally an empty room and there's nothing there. And you're just like, okay, what, what's the point here? So obviously you're going to, you know, if you know Castlevania, you're going to try punching the walls and you punch the wall and you break the wall and the wall shows that there's like, you know, there's a, a part that cracks and there's something in there. It's either like a Turkey or it's a potion or something. It's very underwhelming. Uh, but then this was something that I didn't know about for uh, a while. And now that I know about it, I do it every time. So this is the secret elevator. And if you duck 
in that little crevice that you created from breaking the wall, if you duck there for like, I think it's 30 seconds straight. It's either 30 seconds or a minute. It is very long. It is way longer than feels like you should have to. Uh, a really weird noise will play and a magic purple elevator will just draw you downward into that room that you can normally only access by having the mist form. And it allows you to get the jewel knuckle and the mirror curious wicked early in the game. And if you use them at the beginning of the game, they are wicked overpowered. The mirror curious makes it so that almost anything that hits you only deals one damage. And the jewel knuckle, if you get good enough at, uh, you know, you know, keeping it really close to enemies, you can kill most things in one or two hits. And wow. it's crazy how much it changes the early game because it's it's the equivalent of like, you know, the chrysogrim for the early game. Because there's no way to access that until you get to the Upside Down Castle, which obviously takes a while. But if you get in that secret little room, you're like, you are good to go. You are set up. And I think that is just such a cool that is, little Easter egg. That is super awesome. And it's funny because I did uh, see a video of uh, somebody doing the the mirror the the uh, the elevator trick, and I didn't know how long you were supposed to do it. I got back there, and I did actually have to bounce off the guy Uh and, and I got in there, and I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it to activate. So clearly, I wasn't waiting long enough. Yeah, it's super long. It's so funny. Like, they just programmed it in a way that, you know, Nobody, no accidental pressing up is down. is only going to do that, yeah. Yeah, you're not right. going to do it by accident. Right. It's, it's going to definitely be uh, intentional. So right. I thought that was yeah. really That is really that cool, thing. though. And I mean, I think a lot of people probably don't know about that like you know like why would you you have to hear about it right. that's, but that's the thing like it's yeah. so so many things are esoteric and you know we've talked about in our episodes and it's just sort of famous at this point you know how esoteric um simon's quest was you know it's but but with right, that right. game it was like you can't progress without knowing what the hell to do so sometimes you're just getting frustrated and you don't know what the hell to do in this it's like you don't need to know any of that weird shit exactly right yeah, it is yeah, purely yeah. weird stuff for the sake of it and it's in there to enrich further playthroughs and basically create like a lore and a mythos to this yeah. game because the more secrets and the more weird stuff we program in there though the less likely it is that people will know everything there is to right. know about it it's great and it, it's fantastic and is not as a style of game making that you see too Absolutely often true right 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 so so do you, do you guys know about the uh the skipping death scene in the, the beginning of the game i've never been able to do it but you I've know heard about it, it I've, yeah i've, I've heard never about successfully it. done it so so what you do is uh when you get to the room right before death you jump over um the second warg one of the, those yeah those yep, big beasts big you jump over one of those guys then you uh you unequip uh the the shield uh the the lap the lapis and the uh what else you you un unequip like one other item in your list and uh if you let the warg like hit you he'll go flying like far like doesn't just like like a uh like a little knockback like he normally does he goes fucking flying across the room through through the uh the next warg right into death's room still flying and goes right into the next room 
So you just skip that. And you keep, and you keep, yeah. skip that and you keep all your items. Yep. And it's like not, not intentional. Like this is right. not a trick That's that like they put in there. Yeah. It's like, this is a, it's glitch. a glitch. And I, w I don't know if it fucks up the game later. Cause like, uh, I, I know you, like... Can't, you can't get into the items after that until you save. So oh, if you get to a okay. save okay, room. Well, that's not bad. That's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. There's a yeah. save room like everywhere. I just think it's, Cool. Yeah, that is. It's super that cool. Is cool. Just, so you can yeah. keep the original stuff and you don't have to worry yeah, about that, getting your ass beat. That gear is awesome, too. The stuff yeah. you start super with is super overpowered is very at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that that's that's an awesome trick. That's that's like super cool. No, I've never yeah. been able to do that. I, I, the one trick I was pretty proud of myself, I tried about a thousand times and it was really, really hard. I did not do it this time. I did it with the original game. Now the I the, did not. The, I did not. I did not. <laughs> did not. Uh, <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Lisa. <laughs> oh, hi, Joe. <laughs> oh, hi, Maria. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the place that the Japanese extra levels were like where you, you would go to get to them. There's a little right where you start the game where it, you know, you get that cutscene with Alucard and he's running through the forest and, and drawbridge. And then the portcullis slams down and then you're in that first room. Well, right below there where you're standing, there's this like very, very, very conspicuous stone slab that isn't anywhere else in the game. And it just is very conspicuous. Like, what is that? And right. uh, why, why is this? Here? Yeah. And there th down there is originally like where those extra levels were. You would get to them that, that way. Now, there was a trick in the American version where you could like do something where you would do uh, whatever button does his backdash. You would have to like backdash as early as possible when the game the started. absolute first pixel that you could move and it you was had to so backdash. hard and it would glitch out he would he would backdash if you did it right he would end up like i think outside of the of the port colors the, the drawbridge and it or would something. just yeah, yeah it would yeah, just yeah. the game didn't know what to do and you just drop down and you find out there's actually a room down there and uh it's just uh it was just like a I think there's just like a, I don't know, an energy a heart upgrade. container, oh, a heart something. container. And then that's it. Yeah. There's nothing down. There's just a single room. It was really underwhelming, but it was because they clearly had made that one room and then just stopped and said, ah, screw it. And so like, I, I don't remember though, if it's always open for the rest of the game, but it does not count for map coverage. So, Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, because you that. get your the the full map coverage is the two castles each have one hundred point three percent that you can get, which is true. The point so three, stupid. <laughs> that like, point okay. three, because every it. every square is one point. So they like got close, yeah. and they're like, oh well, it came out to be technically it's a hundred point three. I don't know. Do we take three rooms out or just say fuck it? Ah, fuck it. And then so with the uh, the second castle, the inverted castle, the entire one to get 100 percent, it's actually 200.6. Weird. <laughs> so weird. weird. I know. Anyway, so we're actually uh, getting a little bit long because this is a crow's nest and I don't want to go too long. So um, are there any other things you guys want to cover? Any other memories before I just kind of talk about beating it with Richter? Uh, I'm good. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think go for it, man. Do okay. It. Do it. So I had never beaten it with Richter before. Uh, it's one of those things where you, you unlock the ability after beating it with the original game here. You can do it just from the beginning, but, and then, you know, obviously we learned that you could do 
you could do Maria. You could do Maria in, in Japan. Oh, man, finally. But here you can only do Richter, which is kind of lame. I mean, he's cute, but um, so, so, yeah, and, like, it's super lame. So as 8-Bit alluded to earlier in this episode, uh, it's not the full game at all because you don't get any of the upgrades you don't get any of the items or the weapons or anything in fact when you pause it instead of going to the whole menu with all the stuff it just pauses <laughs> it just flips <laughs> over your pause. status bar in the top and says pause it's like yeah. what the fuck is this it's kind of like so, a throwback to rondo blood yes, or something or right. like to the old style of of gameplay style, and i think yeah. that's kind of the yeah. point but you know what it sucks because you don't get to go through any of the freaking game with richter because it's just too goddamn hard because he literally yeah. can't improve in any way shape or form he does have his and all the enemies deal more damage you know it's the, not like the enemies oh stop God, getting harder it is ridiculous you pretty much die in three hits or four hits um it's it's absolutely crazy so okay so basically here's what i did because i knew i wanted to try to platinum it and it's like all right well that's got to be the last one so i'm going to do everything with alucard that i can do including getting the duplicator um and i do actually you know what i didn't get to mention you know it's a really fun thing to do with the duplicator the flame star which is one of the like few throwing weapons but yeah, like yeah, the yeah. peanut you just have a few of them. There aren't that many in the game. Maybe an enemy drops it. I'm not sure. But it's a pretty rare thing. By, by you know, 15 hours into this thing, I only had like three flame stars. Um, it's crazy strong. Firestar. Absolutely crazy. And when you have the duplicator, what that, I, I don't think we've actually said what it does. It makes use items, which includes uh, healing items and, and attack items and all sorts of stuff. Whatever Food, the Food, anything is. that you only can use once yeah, or whatever. Right you can use alt unlimited. So it's, it's great because you know, it, it, it makes it fun and everything. I mean, by that point you've done everything there is to do, but I would say the flame star is like the funnest fucking shit. And you can just like, <laughs> and it kills everything in one hit. They're just so strong. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's fun. Try that. If you have the <laughs> hours to get the goddamn duplicator. But anyway, so back to Richter. So yeah, I mapped out like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do the Richter run. I mapped out what the, 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 like the shortest route from point A, which is the beginning of the game to basically what you have to do is you have to make a mad dash to where Dracula is. Uh, well, it's where, it's where in the normal game, we're actually where you fought Richter. It's Dracula's throne room. And so I was expecting something. I was expecting like a boss fight with, with Alucard or something. There's nothing there. There's, they didn't even freaking put a boss there. So your Dracula is in another castle. Yeah. So you get there. You, <laughs> so you're, you're going and I was like, okay, this is hard. But honestly, you're able to get everywhere because they do give you like the sky jump. Basically, he does this like super uppercut motion and he can he can just, you know, go really really high down up jump mm. which weirdly works so much better than alucard's alucard's is so fucking finicky that goddamn down up sky jump thing like i i hate it it's yeah. really so i remember that yeah. friggin yeah the gravity finicky. boots suck and it's like yeah. why is it this hard to do this i don't understand like you do get in the rhythm but like why is it this hard to do and with richter it's like no problem i don't know why but it just is. So so you can get everywhere. So you don't need to actually go through the whole game. So it's like, all right, I can just, you know, 
go through here, go through the clock tower, and then boom. So the clock tower is hard. And uh, and and then I'm like, all right, go through. There, there's Dracula's castle. I'm just going to moon jump, moon jump, moon jump. Okay, now I'm in the throne room. I'm expecting a boss. There is no boss. Okay, I'll take it. And then, but I do think there should have been a boss, though. It's weird. But And then, yeah. so, yeah, I think he should have had his own unique boss. That would have been nice. But if anything, just a fight with Alucard or something. But, hey, whatever. Yeah. All they needed to yeah. do was repurpose the doppelganger boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the doppelganger all. boss, you're already, already going to fight him, like, just, two or three times. Just, just yeah, just the doppelganger of Alucard, because that's a boss. Just make make that the boss there. But anyway, it's fine. So you, you go past the throne room. There's a little room and that's where you switch. So you go from the regular castle to the inverted castle. Everything goes upside down. And now you just literally have to go back where you just came from. That, that is where it got tough. So the first, the first like run going, get, getting to that point, it was like, not so bad. I, I was kind of like expecting it to be a lot worse. And by that point, I was kind of cocky. I'm like, you know what? This is actually a lot easier than I thought it was, thought it was going to be. I'm good. I got this. Okay. Oh, my God. I ate those words so fucking fast. <laughs> so to go back, the best way to go back, there is um, there is a boss right there. Like um, after you save it, the nearest save point to Dracula's throne room. Now, granted, we're talking upside down castle. Um, mm. there's a boss you have to go. It's actually now left. You have to go. That's the way back. Cause I was like trying not to get turned around and, and I'm like, okay, okay, no, no, no. It's, I gotta go the shortest way, the shortest way. And, um, and there's the, the dark wing bat, not the dark wing duck, but the dark wing bat. And let's um, get dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he, he was like super hard. I kept dying. Right. But I had the, um, I don't know. I think I had the, I don't remember what sub weapon I, oh, I had the, I had the cross, the boomerang cross garbage. So I'm like, you know what? If I just go back to the regular castle and find an ax, I'll be fine. And it was easy. Now this is also with me not remembering that Richter can do like super versions of all of the sub weapons. I think it's oh, like yeah, two yeah, buttons yeah. or something. So I, I probably I could hit triangle. Yeah. Or just hit triangle yeah. or something like that. You made it easier or something. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so I had forgotten that. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I'll just, you know, I got the ax, but the ax, I kicked his ass and it was no problem. So, okay. Got through that. Cool. Feeling good. Okay. Now the next, the next part of the level, the next part of the game you have to go through is the clock tower, the upside down clock tower. Fucking hard as hell i went through it oh, so yeah. many times oh my god i was like i was like on the verge of insanity i i could not believe how many times it took me to go through this one fucking room because the first whole bunch is no problem so what what happens is you go through the same like four rooms no problem you get really good at it and you can do it without getting hit no problem then you get to this room and i died like 50 times so it's like every time you got to go oh, through the geez. easy four rooms just to die right in one second. And it's a room that's like a vertical room. So, so, it, What's so that? is dying a bunch of times part of the trophy? Is dying a bunch oh, of times part of getting a trophy too? I wish I would have been. I w <laughs> oh, man, I would have been so good at that I think everyone could get that one. <laughs> I would have been so good at that, getting that fucking trophy. So anyway, there's, it's this room with uh, there are these enemies called cloaked knights. And they're these floating 
guys. They don't even look like knights really, but they, they have uh, hoods and, and capes and stuff. And they have a like magical sword that they kind of mind control and just swirls around them and they can throw it in various directions. So anyway, there's a bunch of these guys and you have to just kind of, you know, do the, do the sky jump, like, you know, uppercut upwards, 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 and try to get through them all. Mm. And there's like five or six as you go up, like they come down two at a time. Yeah. So it's like six or eight. They come down two at a time. And, uh, and then you get to the top and I swear to Christ, it, they did it on purpose or something. You, if you just do it all the way up to the top, you get trapped underneath on top of this gear and you just need to get to the damn door, which is right fucking there. But for some reason, when you hit down and jump, he won't go through that gear. So you have to like not get trapped up on that gear because I swear to God, you do not have time to walk to the other side of the gear and go underneath it because the cloak knights are so fast that you already went past because you, you're activating them as you go past. Right. So they're like on right. your fucking ass. And by the time you get to the top, it's like you're, you're dead now every fucking time. Like it was unbelievable. So anyway, wow. oh my God, I, I literally was like, is this it? Is this as far as I get to these goddamn cloak knights? Finally get past that. Okay, so now I'm in. I finally made it to the outer wall. Okay. Outer wall is about 65% of the way to where I got to go. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing awesome. Feeling good, feeling good. Get to the outer wall. Save it. Oh, never have to deal with a fucking cloak knight in my, the rest of my life. Okay. So then I ended up dying like about 50 times just trying to get up to the fucking top of the outer wall because everything oh, hurts dude. you so freaking much. And then it was like, yeah. okay, so you got to go all the way to the top of the outer wall. And then you have to go on this long corridor going right and deal with all these fucking, all these fucking enemies. There are these skeleton enemies and they throw like, like bouncy bones and they're called Jacko bones and they fucking <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bouncy Dude, bones these fucking jacko bones if they fucking hit you they go crazy they bounce off all the surfaces like crazy if one of these goddamn things hits you it takes like a third of your fucking health uh it's like it's just unkind are you kidding me so i'm like okay this is too much to do at once maybe i'm forgetting about a save point maybe there's a save point and so i i loaded the, the a la carte game, I literally, like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, there is one I can get to. And there's actually a corridor with three paranthropus, which are these giant yellow skeletons. And they and apparently are, dropped this item that doesn't exist as far as we're concerned. Yeah, they supposedly like, drop a, a ring of arcana. I've never gotten it to, to happen. but it, it makes it makes finding rare items easier. But there is a ring of arcana that you find in a, in a room anyway that I had. So I don't know. But oh, okay. But anyway, so, okay. Yeah, it, it supposedly increases your luck, which is stupid because it doesn't show it happening. It doesn't change your stat. So it's like, trust us. Rare items it, will appear dude. more often. Trust us. Trust. Anyway, so you get through the three paranthropists. There's a save point right there. I'm like, oh, thank God. So at least I'm like at the top of that outer wall. So I never have to go up anymore. But so so then what you got to do is you got to go back to the left, deal with the three paranthropist enemies. Also the the Frankenstein monster boss is right down there. But you you don't you don't need to fight him. He doesn't. There's no point to winning. It's like literally he doesn't give you anything. So anyway, 
forget him. Go through the Paranthropus room, kill those three guys, no problem. Okay, then you're pretty much at the top. You just go in like up one more screen and then you can go right. And that's the room with all the Jackabones. And there's Jackabones and there are these like, like tangleweed things that grow. I can't remember what they're called. And uh, so that's not corpse that. Corpseweed. Yeah, corpseweed. And so you, you go through those and that's a really fucking long ass room. Oh my God, it's so long. It's just stupid. So you go through that and then you have to go up and around and, and then you got to deal with another room with those same enemies, the same jack of bones. Oh, it is so fucking long. And if you get through all of that, granted, you cannot get hit three times, right? You really can't get hit once, really. Because yeah, yeah, no, he's just dead. At the end of all of that fucking stretch, which really doesn't feel like long when you're Alucard, but when you're when you're Richter, it's like, oh my fucking god, it's like a fucking, it's the, the you're like Nike, Nike at the end of it. Um, so yeah, so you get to almost where you have to be, which is at the 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 room to the left of the clock tower center, right? Okay, guess what's in that room? There's two Jackabones. fucking guardians which is the knight that you were talking about earlier oh yeah the purple the purple knights yeah. yeah they're gold but yeah they they slash the sword and the sword is like blue and stuff so oh my god they are so fucking strong even as alucard they give you the most experience of anything like even at level 50 you can kill two and get a, a level up it's insane right that's nuts so there's one of those guys. Then there's another enemy that's just called Blade. He's part of the series of like the these brothers that they're all different colors. There's like Blade, Boomerang, Hammer. There's four of them. Oh. And there's one. I can't yeah. remember what the other guy's name is. Yeah, and they kind of look like a horse. Nope. No, they're just, they're humanoid. They're oh, just like oh, yeah. Suits of armor. Yes. And so yeah, there's one okay. guy and he's there and he's just Blade and he just has long, uh, like uh, looks like crocodile Dundee knives. Very, very. Uh, they're, they're knives. They are knives. Even, even they are knives. I mean, even Mick would have to agree. But um, so you you got to also contend with him. And then there's another fucking guardian, and they just take so many hits, and they are so fucking strong that you are dead. Like you, if you have full energy, you're gonna, you got two chances, and that's it. Oh, wow. They are so strong. You get hit yeah. once, yeah, next one's going to kill you. As hell. And there's nothing you can do to, to make Richter stronger. You know, you can't like go find health. Like that's all they really needed to do. If they didn't want to give him like, you know, new weapons, which I also think would have been amazing to re wicked cool. Look through the castle again. Now you're going to find different stuff. You're going to find all these cool new whips or whatever. But even if they didn't do that, if they just made it so you got more health, that would have been just great. But anyway, so... I mean, I mean, it took me a, so yeah. many tries. It was like I, I literally, it took me three sit downs before I was able to actually go from that final save point to just get through all the fucking bullshit with the jack of bones and then get through that goddamn room with the, the just the single room with the two guardians and blade. Like so many fucking tries. But on the third try, it, I did it on my first try. <laughs> On the third time, I booted it up. Oh, nice. I did it on my first try. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> the last, time, last time, when I finally do it, I always do it for the first time. 90% of the time, it works every time. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, right past that, you're good. You're done. Uh, you can save it. Uh, there's you know, the center of the clock tower. You can fall down, and, and 
you have your 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 choice dealers choice of any of the sub weapons are all down there in like these big you know alchemic capsules or whatever and um and then uh, they're all back back to tanks you know luke's in one of them and then so you pick your your sub weapon you got to just 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 fucking pick holy water <laughs> luke is my favorite <laughs> he's, he's a good sub weapon but at that point he was kind of he's kind of gross looking mm-hmm. but so you got to just get the holy water because uh, when you do the special attack it does the the holy rain and it's just the best out of everything um but anyway it so is you the best it's by far the best yeah so you go up you just you just do a bunch of fucking sky jumps, blah 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 blah, and then there's a save point, and then you know because the thing opens up, and that's where originally in the game, like you had to have the glasses, I think, or something, or something opened. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Something opened. Oh oh oh, the two the two rings. You had to have the gold yeah, ring you need the two and rings. the silver ring. Maria gives you one mm-hmm. of them, and I think you find the other one or something, or maybe maybe Richter gives it to you when you beat him as a boss or something. But anyway, you have to wear those in that middle clock tower ring but for richter it just opens automatically uh but yes. only in the upside down castle it doesn't open at mm-hmm. all uh, right side up so anyway go up save it keep going up and then you can fight shaft so he's the final boss of the game not dracula richter does oh, not weird. even get to fight dracula he's a fucking belmont it's so bullshit it's just like it drives me nuts. Like so. Anyway, Shaft, Shaft is the main boss, and <laughs> shut um, your mouth. I'm just talking about Shaft, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he's super fucking easy. He literally dies in one shot of the of the Holy Rain, and that's it. And so I did it, and I'm waiting <laughs> for the uh, I'm waiting for the platinum trophy to pop up, and it just doesn't. And I'm like, what the oh, fuck? No. So I looked online. I'm like, this is bullshit. Because at this point, I am so sick of playing as Richter. I hate it. I'm like, this sucks. I just want to be done with this and platinum this bitch and that's and be done. And I looked it up, and people were like, "Yeah, what the what the hell? How do you get the how do you get the final trophy? I don't understand. I beat Shaft and nothing happened." And other people were like, "Oh, well, it worked for me." And other people were like, "Oh yeah, just keep trying. Sometimes it's it fucking glitches out and you don't get the trophy." Oh no! Fuck me, running. I had to do it three times. Before what? Yeah. It, it, it finally gave me the trophy on the third try. Oh, what the fuck oh is that? God. Konami the with the high quality port. Wait, wait. Bullshit. Right, you ready for the uh, the icing? The icing on the cake was. No, no I don't. Afterwards, I don't want you it. cannot skip the credits. Oh, you got to listen to that fucking song every time. It's not I am the wind, but it was some other song. But you couldn't skip the credits. You just had to keep going. And I'm like, are you kidding oh, me? Pop up, pop up, bruh, pop up, bruh. Bro, where you at? And it's like, <laughs> nope, it didn't want to do it that time. Like, oh my fucking god, dude, that's the that is the most yeah. egregious yeah. garbage I think oh I've ever god. heard. That sucks. So, but hey, you know, I did it. I didn't cheat in any way, other than you know, the, you know, looking to see a couple things online, I suppose. But I did everything that I could do. You know, it wasn't assisted, tool assisted, or any bullshit. So it felt good. I was <laughs> tool <right>. assisted, <laughs> tool assisted run. You know. That's a speed run term, Steve. You don't even know what that means. I know what it means. I learned it today. <laughs> I learned it just now. It means you use tools. It means you have like a screwdriver yeah, like a, like, and like a hammer. Yeah, you're like a paranthropist. You're a tool-using mammal. <laughs> Got you're some, like, uh, you're like you know, Homo habilis. 
It's awesome. <laughs> Fucking Homo Habilis. He was the first. Homo Habilis is my guy. Uh, he was the first tool using primate. Look it up. Look it up, bruh. Look it up. Look it up, bruh. son. Son? <laughs> Homo fucking Habilis in the hizzy. In the, in the inverted hizzy. In the inverted hizzy. So that's that's my story. Those are my feelings on my recent play. There's some trials and tribulations right there, yeah. man. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a great game. Uh, to this day, I really, really, really love it. And um, you know what's really funny? Um, so I guess I'll end on this. Um I saw somebody post this. I, I have, I, I'm a member of some Castlevania group on Facebook. And um, so it's funny to me how many people actually really love Castlevania 64. Um, it never occurred to me that anyone loved that game. That's like... Right, because right. it just seems objectively bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the dead yeah. worst Castlevania game, period. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that comes close to that. Um, and I just, I just like, it, it blows my mind, but it's funny. It's crazy. There are people who started on that game and they just goddamn it love it it doesn't matter so so it's funny but <laughs> funnier than that is um somebody posted a really old ad that was really uh a little little bit in like uh questionable taste in my opinion uh, especially for Nintendo who is uh, a little bit known for taking the high road i think and uh the, it was an ad comparing the graphics of Castlevania 64 directly to the to the graphics of symphony of the night and they were literally it said in the ad look at these playstation graphics yuck <laughs> oh my god they're like oh my Castlevania god. 64 is fully 3d Look at I don't think I've ever seen a game that embodied yuck more than Castlevania 64. Like, <laughs> I know. This I know. Game yeah. looks like hot shit. Oh my god. Everything. Oh. Everything in that game is so muddy right. and just black. Yeah. It's the N64. Every, everything, yeah, everything about the, oh the Castlevania to the N64 are just fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, that controls, is, that controls, is music, graphics, it's the whole thing is just trash right, right. Yeah. fucking trash yeah. and so so disappointing because i was so looking forward to it. oh yeah we all were i mean we're such big fans and like such big fans oh. and oh my god is so looking forward to it and just and we play i remember renting it and was so disappointed i think yeah. i brought it back the same day yeah, they're so fucking I mean, the bad. combat was terrible. Everything about the camera was bad. Like they the just did not are, know how to approach the putting this characters series are just in. Terrible too. Yeah, like, I, right. I, Reinhardt and Schneider because and, because there are people out there who Reinhardt's their boy. It's really funny. I also agree. I personally think he looks stupid. I I like can't bad. stand the way he looks. I I think he's the dumbest looking of all the main characters. But like, mm -hmm. there are people who love him. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. It, it is it, like I remember having the conversation with you guys. It's like when Mario sixty four was out, and we're like, okay, this is the greatest game ever. Imagine what it's going to be like when they do a a, a, a Castlevania version. Right. Yeah, because it was Zelda too. Zelda as well. It's mm -hmm. like that game was fucking awesome yep. as well. Yeah. Ocarina. We're like, and okay. No. Oh my god, they're they're knocking it out of the park. The Castlevania one's going to be so good. But even then, those games no. didn't, they didn't age well, like certainly graphically, you know, they're, they're yeah, still fun right. to play, but like, you know, oh my God, right. it is so funny. Like, I mean, I don't think any system graphically aged worse 
than the, than N64. the N64. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. because like okay. the the PlayStation still had you know 2D games that were coming out on it, and I mean the N64 had maybe a couple 2D games, but for the most Mischief part, makers. it was really. Mischief Makers is what was in my head. I'm glad I'm proud of you, Steve. Good job. Um, but yeah, I think that there's just so much push to go 3D, and the N64 just did not have, you know, good resolution on like textures and things like that, other than, you know, the first party Marios and Zeldas and stuff like that. And even still, those models look really blocky and crappy by yeah, today's yeah, standard totally. yeah. yeah whereas if you, if i go back and play like a playstation one rpg like final fantasy 7 or 8 or chrono cross or whatever like those games definitely have dated graphics and i think that they're also probably hard to go back to but for me i still think they look good and they don't look anywhere the caliber of of yuck right. that the N64 often does. Oh, yeah. And 23 yeah, years later, sure. uh, you know, there are still so many people that hold Symphony of the Night on this pedestal as the, the pinnacle of sprite graphics. And it's gorgeous and beautiful and all these things. And... I mean, come on. Obviously, there are right. fans for N64, for, I mean, for Castlevania 64, but... Oh, are you kidding me? It's just... It's just Right. I mean, I would say that 98% of people must understand at least that the game looks like shit. I mean, come on. So, like, oh, my right, God. Right. To see that ad was really, really fucking funny. Right. That right. is and very plus, funny. And plus, not to mention, like, like uh, Symphony of the Night still looks fantastic. Exactly. It's like, that it's that still amazing. Oh, it's so oh. funny. It's just sprites. You can't go wrong with sprites. Yeah, they, they age very, well. very well. They age very well. And, you know, I've said it I've said it before, and I, I think it really just applies to the N64 and to the PlayStation 1, where, you know, anytime you're on the cusp of new technology, you're leaving behind something that's been perfected. Um, the new stuff isn't going to look as good as the old stuff. It's like, it's new, yeah. but it doesn't always stand the test of time. Right. It's like, you know, really early, you know, color films, you know, when... when color film was actually exactly. invented and you no longer had to hire Technicolor to paint every single frame of the mo movie by hand when you didn't have to do that and you had color film. Color film was very expensive and it didn't really look that good. So <laughs> it was cool. You could do it, but it, for my money, I would rather just have the perfectly gorgeous black and white that looked amazing that was out like just before that because that was like perfected technology this is new technology and we're starting over from the beginning you got a long way to go before the color is going to look good so it's kind of like right i don't know kind of the same sort of and i mean it's it's tough because like you know nothing ventured nothing gained, oh sure you need you like need you are gonna yes you need yeah, that that you know starts, turning yeah. point technology but yeah it doesn't age well. right it doesn't yeah, exactly and i think right. that exactly. the, the n64 was the is the pinnacle yeah. of that and for sure right yeah the the pinnacle of not aging well at least graphically there's certainly fun graphics yeah stuff. sure sure but yeah, I, definitely uh, i will say Star Fox 64 still holds up that is a yep, great game. Still I looks that, great, I think, too. I think that still that's like the too. only one that I feel still looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as far as N64 games that I would still happily go back and play right now, I think Star Fox is one of the few. I agree. Yeah. Star Fox 64 is definitely my favorite Star Fox, and it's definitely uh, yeah, one of my too. favorite N64 games for sure. That was a, fun, that was a really fun game. But yeah. anyway, 
maybe we'll do a Star Fox episode in the future. We're- yeah, I was just, I was just, sure. just going to mention yeah. that. I should do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have the I have the remake on the 3DS that they did, and I, I've never even played it. Yeah. So that would be a good excuse to check well, out some of that. There you go. Future Crow's Nest right there. Maybe we'll get to Star Fox, and that'll that'll be fun. Um, but I think yeah, we're, sure. as far as Symphony of the Night goes, I think we've covered it, and uh, it's uh, ran longer than we wanted Crow's Nest to run but you know that's us we uh we like to blibbity blab and we take uh we take a little longer every single time than we try to but yep. hey uh oh, <laughs> let this be 15 minutes to, to like 20 minutes <laughs> like three <laughs> hours that later we're still was gonna it. go that long <laughs> okay <laughs> that's why it was a losing battle a little bit <laughs> i didn't think it would take that long. <laughs> So funny. Uh, Well, thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. This has been a really fun crow's nest. And I really wanted to get all that off my chest while it was sort of recent in my brain. And I had all the, I think that's all the feels. That's what's most fun about this stuff is, is to, to kind of talk about this stuff. It can be retro, but it's also stuff that we're currently like, you know, one of us at least is reliving or going through again. So you get all that fresh, hot take on this stuff that you remember one way, a long way, a long time ago, but then you have, you know, a new perspective on it. And I think that right. is what makes doing this uh, extra fun. That's right. And so, uh, so uh, Joe, you have anything, uh, any, any last words before we kill you? Um, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You're going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Uh, thank you out there, Retroids, for tuning in. And uh, we hope you guys are all healthy and doing as well as humanly possible in this very strange global climate that we find ourselves in. And, you know, please... Be responsible, practice social distancing, stay home when you can, and uh, stay healthy. Listen and, to our listen and, to a and podcast. You'll unlock, too. And you'll yeah. unlock a trophy at the end of this episode, too. You will. You might have to do it two or three <laughs> times, though. <laughs> it, might, it might not trigger, but you'll get a trophy for you'll it at the it. end somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Derek Lawson's like, you, if you, Where, where's my friggin' trophy? I've listened to this five friggin' times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, guys. We'll buddy. see you later. <laughs>